interrupt this program for an important news announcement. Do you love movies? Of course you do. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club. Let us tell you about one of our favorite shops, Super Yaki. The team at Super Yaki loves movies so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their lives to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts saluting the brave of us out there who go to the movies by themselves or those who enjoy watching them at the house to collectible enamel pins featuring your favorite directors like Guillermo del Toro and Martin Scorsese, Super Yaki has something for everyone. The team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly 100% water-based inks and ships using compostable poly millers for environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift, Black Girl Film Club listeners can save 10% on their order with code BGFILMCLUB, all caps, no spaces, at checkout. Check them out at Super Yaki, that's S-U-P-E-R, Y-A-K-I dot com. Let's watch more movies. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And on this week's episode, you're listening. <laughs> Wait a second. Let me, let me run that back. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Hot Buzz from two seven, 2007, directed by Edgar Wright. That so, it is. That it is. Yeah. We started out on one this month with our parents. Um, we're doing something very different. Very different. Is this very different for us? Yeah. I don't think we've done buddy cop movies. No, here. this is our first um, cop film Um which in no way I wanted to pick it because it's a cop film. Um, even though I feel like after all our discussions about copaganda and all that, were we not all tuned in for <laughs> for Benson and Stabler, the reunion, not like four, six weeks ago? <laughs> like, I mean, I was not because I watched everybody else's reactions to it and I decided not to because... What I hoped happened, what happened, did not happen. What did you hope happened? Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell y'all what I hoped would happen, but... I would hope it would be what everybody else hoped, unless you hoped the opposite. I mean, I feel like we're all on the same page here. Yeah. Um, And that did not happen. Olivia did not peg Elliot, so it was no point in me watching, but... Maybe we were all on that page, but that's the page I was on. Um, and I did not watch. So I watched it, but like, you know, as 
SVU and like criminal intent are really just criminal intent really was my shit. It was never appreciated where it was. It should have been. But like, you know, SVU is good just for shock value. But this one is a little it's a little dry. Um, I mean, Christopher Maloney still got that thing, that wagon. Um, um, mm-hmm. But um, don't cheeked up. Every day, <laughs> every in them khakis, in them doctors, every single day on every single street corner of New York City. But yeah, yeah. I didn't keep up with it just because I don't, I don't watch SVU in order. Like I, that's never been my ministry. I don't catch it when it airs. I watch it out of order for a reason. <laughs> you watch it on USA characters sure, like it's supposed, like it's intended. I sure did on Mother's Day. Sat right up there and watched everybody be trash. <laughs> For several hours, me and my grandma. So, uh, yeah. But as far as this pairing goes, um, I really picked it because I feel like these are two good examples of like a new take on a very established genre, um, being sort of like the buddy cop or like um, like the action lone wolf kind of hero story i guess um because like this movie is pretty silly (laughs) um which i feel like a lot of action movies are pretty like they take themselves really seriously in my view um like it's fun as far as like explosions and fight scenes or whatever but i feel like they take themselves really seriously um whereas this doesn't yeah, even the ones with like very goofy premises. Like I watch a lot of action movies, like a lot of them. Right, and I don't <laughs> for um, that reason. I think. Like I watched like uh, Taken of Pelham one two three the other week, and like Assault on Precinct thirteen. I've seen Commando. I've watched Running Man. I watched Cliffhanger. Like. Predator, like those type of movies, like that's more sci-fi, but um, these kind of movies, oh, and like Beverly Hills Cop, which is a little different. Yeah, you know, I was gonna, Eddie I, Murphy. But yeah, like, I was going to say that was like the only one I could like really think of. And they, they mention a bunch in the movie too, but uh, you're pulling out titles I haven't, uh, you're pulling out titles I haven't even heard of, honestly. I've never heard of Cliffhanger. Oh, it's, it's good. Um, but Oh, like in Demolition Man. Um, but they, you have to have like a certain seriousness to them. And when reading about, like, well, according to Wikipedia, like why um, this film was written, it was because Britain didn't have like a buddy cop movie. No, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's, like, an extremely American genre. Like, there's action movies in other countries, obviously. Um, But I feel like the -the over-the-top, like, ridiculousness of, like, a classic action movie is, like, a strictly American thing. Whereas, like, in other countries it might be just kind of, like, like not culturally, like, normal. Yeah. (laughs) It may be seen kind of, like, as being, like, serious, like, really ridiculous. Yeah, think of when we did like Die Hard. Yeah, or that's like a think quintessential. Of, like the opening of Lethal Weapon. I, have you seen Lethal Weapon? Is that the one with Mel Gibson? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I watched. I you like those movies. I remember you saying that. You like. This is also when I was like a kid. 
Well, yeah, like, I mean, I yeah. I grew up like, watching them with my dad. Right. Like, and I really liked Lethal Weapon 4 a lot because Chris Rock was in <laughs> Oh my god. For some reason. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> like I liked it because Chris Rock was in it. So I used to watch Lethal Weapon 4 a lot. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a good film. It's not, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never watched it only because like I've just never like when I was younger, I just wasn't interested. And then like now I'm just like, I don't really want to watch anything that Mel Gibson has to do with, even pre-knowing he was a racist or whatever. Definitely not post-knowing he was a racist. <laughs> which makes watching, like... Remember I had, like, Apocalypto, which is a good movie, but, like, he directed it, and I was like, man. <laughs> so I have not watched Lethal Weapon um, before. But, yeah, England doesn't seem like the type of place that would just have, like, balls-to-the-wall action, and it'd be, like, kind of seen, like, as this being cool. I think that they would be like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just, it's like, I think it's just like the over-the-topness that's just like super American. Like, of course it would happen in America. <laughs> of course. And I kind of, like, you kind of get that from watching this film and watching this movie reminded me of another movie mm-hmm. we watched. and Yes. Uh, Did it remind well, you of The, the- Wicker Man? It did, because I was like, sir, please mind your fucking business. (laughs) Yes, it was exact. I was like, oh, wow, this is like the Wicker Man. And even like one of the characters in the movie, the guy who used to, who was sitting at the, um, he was sitting at the uh, surveillance monitor system in the police station. He was, I think, the guy in the Wicker Man. I think he was the cop. I think he was. Yeah. So I think they did kind of a cool thing. A lot of the actors in this in this movie, because it's a big cast, but I feel like it's a lot of, like, classic actors. I, I tried to look at some of them. A lot of them I didn't recognize, but some of them I did. Um, so you have people like Olivia Coleman, which I think everybody knows now. Um, but you also have, like, Patty Considine. I think that's how you say his name. And then um, Rafe Spall, who is Timothy Spall's son, um, if you are... Timothy Spall played Wormtail in Harry Potter, so he's a very well-known character actor, and Wave Spall's been pretty well-known now, especially on his award-winning turn in Prometheus. <laughs> Who is he? Like, I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm going to be really real with y'all. The first time I watched this film, I was like, I have no idea who any of these people are. I know Simon Pegg. I know Nick Frost. Because I have seen Shaun of the Dead and I yeah. watched Space. Yes, we should talk about that too. <laughs> um, and that's it. And I was like, mm, I don't know none of these other white folk. I don't, I don't know this. I was like, these people are probably in Around the Loo or something. And that's the show I just made up. Upstairs, but downstairs, bitch. Real. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of like veteran actors. Like, you didn't know? Did you know Timothy Dalton? Hell yeah. That's the hot bond. It's two hot James Bonds. It is Sean Timothy Dalton, and then it is Pierce Brosnan. What about That's Sean Connery it. when he was a youth? It's two hot James Bonds. Okay, I feel like that's unfair. It's Timothy two Dalton hot James was Bonds. Only, Timothy Dalton. Was I don't, James I don't Bond. buy into other propaganda. John, I think Timothy Dalton was only James Bond for like one movie, and that's all that matters. He was a, he was a hot boy. <laughs> it's all that matters. 
Yeah, so, um, I don't know everybody. Like, I know, um, the guy, um, who was cheating on his wife with his, like, the, the guy with the play, he actually plays the original Frank Gallagher in the, um, UK version of Shameless, which I watched every single episode of. Don't, I would never do that again, <laughs> but I, I got dedicated to it. I wanted to finish it. Um, which he looks completely different in this movie because he is, actually looks like he, like, showers, but, um, and then I think, um, the girl that he, pl- well, I know the girl from, um, I think her name is Eve, Eve Draper, uh, in the movie. She was in the Tenth Kingdom. I've seen her, like, a couple places, because uh, she has a very distinct accent. I don't know where she's from, <laughs> but... I always recognize that accent. And then I feel like everybody else is kind of like veterans of like stage and screen um, that you might know, I guess, if you're like more into like maybe older UK films and television or if you're into the theater. Um, But yeah, this is kind of, I think it makes it more fun because you're just like, I don't know who these people are, but it's a good time. (laughs) Like you don't have to. You know, I feel like watching movies now, it's kind of like, like since we, like, just like with Mel Gibson, I don't want to watch another Mel Gibson movie because I know too much about him. <laughs> if I had never mm-hmm. known anything about him, I might feel different, but then I might be out here looking like a sucker. So with this movie, I don't know nothing about nothing. Um, and it's good that way. <laughs> and it got a little, little, when, when Martin Freeman showed up, I was like, this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> that's the part of knowing too much that's exactly too much, and every tongue that will rise against lucy lou will fall <laughs> but every time like the first time you watch it he was like i don't know none of these white people but i know this one and this was so long whatever. ago too like i didn't i mean this is pre-tumblr this is pre-internet discourse like this is pre like call out stuff i you know <laughs> i wouldn't have really you know, known anything. I mean, I knew him as what? What's his name? Is it Tim on The Office? Oh, he was the... Oh, yeah, he, he was the... He was the gym damn. of the UK. You know what? He need to pay for his crimes. <laughs> you know him? He need to pay for his fucking crimes. Who? who um, Anybody associated with The Office UK, The Office US, you need to pay for your crimes. Don't do... Uh, what's her name who played Dawn? She's such a sweet lady. Everybody needs to pay for their crimes. Do you even know anybody else that was in The Office besides Ricky Gervais and... And what's his face? <laughs> and that one girl, she be in stuff. I didn't see her in stuff. The Ooh. one that played the British um, Pam. Yeah, Dawn. She was in uh, Sabrina. Yeah, and she's so sweet in that in that show. She's adorable. I love her. So I watched The Office UK. I did too. I watched it when I was younger, and I didn't realize that that UK shows don't be doing all these long ass seasons. So I was expecting there to be another season, and I didn't understand what the word redundant meant. And so I was like, what happened? I don't understand. Um, the fact that they managed to make like a nine season show from a two season show. But for show. every time someone says, I'm just a gym looking for my Pam. Or I'm just a Pam looking for my gym. Do people still say that? That's why they need to pay for the crimes. Do, that, do people still say stuff like that? That would be very 2000. Go on any dating app, Ashley. I don't... See, <laughs> that's why you need to pay for the crimes. Do, but anyway, do you know where I live? Buzz. I'm sure there's plenty of people. Who say stuff like that now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this movie is about um, 
I guess like a, a workaholic cop, a guy who can't switch off. Um, and he's really good at his job. His name is Nick Angel. Good at his job in the way of like actually servicing the community and, you know, not killing people extrajudiciously or whatever. Um, the way being a good cop is here. But he's really into the job. He's like a rule follower. He knows the handbook in and out. Um, you get his whole backstory of like, you know, he grew up in London and he went to cop school and graduated um, with honors and all this other stuff. And so basically he is so good at his job that he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> his girlfriend and him break up. He's, they, I think because they break up, he's living in the barracks with the other police recruits. So like he's down bad, <laughs> low key. Um, and he's so good at his job that he makes the rest of his, basically the entire police force, police service, as he likes to say, um, he makes them look bad. And so they ship his ass up to the country. <laughs> they say, you gotta go, sir. He was like, you're he, just too good to be here. He's like, so we're going to lose our jobs. <laughs> to make another community better. So get your ass out. Yeah, it was basically so they didn't look bad. Because, you know, if there's anything that cops love doing more is not doing their jobs. <laughs> and if you just, if you don't think I'm, if you think I'm, like, being, um, like, if I'm exaggerating, just have a cop for any reason. Have a, need the services of a cop and see what happens. Because the last time I had to interact with a cop, they were like, oh, sorry, we're we're just understaffed. Full smiles. Big ass grin. Yeah. I don't like inviting that kind of person into my life. So I only did it because I got in a car wreck. I wouldn't have done it <laughs> for any other reason. I have no reason to be talking to the cops. So, um, so yeah, that, like, <laughs> Nick is actually... I feel like if cops actually do, they this is what cops think they do, and Nick actually be doing it. <laughs> he's extremely dedicated, and he's not dedicated to the pension or any of that. He's dedicated to doing the job that he, I guess he feels like he was put on this earth to do. He's wanted to be a cop since he was a kid. Like a loser. <laughs> I mean... He said he saw something on, like, The Muppet Show or something. He said he wanted to be Kermit the Frog, but anytime, like, I think every other other year, I think he said one year he wanted to be Kermit the Frog, and then, every, um, but any other time he wanted, had wanted to be a cop, and he used to go around, like, arresting people as a child in his, like, little police pedal car, and I was like, you loser. <laughs> you I fucking mean, loser. Like, if he went with, like, the Kermit the Frog dream, like, he could have been making some, like, ban- banjo bangers or something. Yeah, some Rainbow Connection. Rainbow Connection is such a good song. It is. It, it do be tugging at the heartstrings a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he gets us up to this uh, this town where he thinks there's really nothing going on and there's actually a whole lot going on. Um, and so he kind of uh, learns, I guess, to, to be a cop in the country. And so I think this is a, I don't know what number of collaborations they have together, but this is written by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. So Brittany mentioned um, Shaun of the Dead, which, which I think is, is a classic, I think now. <laughs> it 
it's my favorite of, of the three bunch and it's probably one of my favorite movies because i love zombies and i love zombie movies oh see and i love horror comedies and i don't like zombies at all <laughs> and Shaun of the dead is like top tier for like all of that yeah, I think Edgar Wright's really good at taking a genre and kind of doing something different with it. Um, because Shaun of the Dead was, I feel like, <laughs> I think it goes into like the humor, like British humor in general, which is kind of like taking the worst thing that could ever happen and just kind of like shrugging at it. <laughs> which I think is what happens in this movie too. It's just like, there's a lot happening. <laughs> and how this humor is just kind of like, oh shit (laughs) like um but also you mentioned space too which i've seen um Mm -hmm. so i don't know like what their like working relationship is like now i haven't seen anything with them together um Um, i I haven't seen anything with simon pegg in a while actually besides star i've seen a lot of things with simon pegg like new things or just like the last well naturally i've seen quite a few things with him recently i feel like because i watched star trek yeah he plays scotty um and then he's also in mission impossible movies yes and he's actually really fun because otherwise those would be a i don't know tom cruise is funny not like not on purpose (laughs) so he's actually like funny on purpose to laugh at him Illegal to laugh at uh, at Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've laughed several times. But I have to usually. I think it's like out of like a nervous laughter, being like, "This is the it. This is it. This is the end. This is when I watch this man die, die on camera." <laughs> like I don't know, some some about Tom Cruise. Well, we know, but it ain't. It I can't ain't wait right. till we do Eyes Wide Shut. Uh. I started watching it during the holiday season because I was like, yeah, we gonna get into it. Bitch. And then it was just about like, um, I was like not 12 years old and it wasn't it's not weird for me to watch this then. And I was it's like, me- oh, this is just about somebody thinking that their wife is having an affair. Like the movie is hinges upon I thought about having an affair and goes from there. And I was like, oh, okay. If I was married to Tom Cruise, I'd have an affair. It's like, okay, Nicole Kidman literally just had the thought of having an affair. And you just did all this, sir? <laughs> like, please get the fuck out of my face. So. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's not really as shocking now. But I'm sure it was shocking in 1999, especially since, again, when you know too much about the actors and those two were married. And so. Um, the last thing I see on here is Mission Impossible 7 for, um, for Simon Pegg. And then he was in, he's been in a couple movies ever since. I think he's been, um, mostly like in Star Trek and, um, some other things. I mean, he's got a pretty busy schedule. Um, you can't say he's not doing stuff. I don't see where him and, and Edgar Wright have done anything lately together, but, um, those two seem to make really good things <laughs> together, um, along with Nick Frost. We should say Nick Frost. Nick, Nick Frost is also um, and a, lo- a good, important part of that trio. Mm-hmm. He, and, he had the other flavor. 
Yeah, he's he's a third flavor. <laughs> he's a third flavor. Yeah, so I think of all of these. I mean, I like this movie. You like you like um, Shaun of the Dead more, mm-hmm. and then I I don't really see it for the world's end. <laughs> I don't. The know. world's end made me really depressed, and I was like, mm, I'm I only leave the theater now. I only watched it once, and I was just like, I don't, I don't know what I was supposed to take from that, but I don't like. That. <laughs> I don't think I really enjoyed that shit at all. Uh, <laughs> like, at all. Um, so, yeah, those three movies make up, I guess some people call it the Cornetto trilogy. Some people call it the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy Trilogy, um, based on the fact that there's always a lot of gore. Um, and then Nick Frost usually eats a Cornetto, which, Brittany, you tell me it's a, it's a drumstick ice cream? Yeah, for... Americans, it's like that little drumstick ice cream that you get from the ice cream truck. Right, it's nasty. Yeah, I was always like a like a rainbow pop. I'm not like a ice cream kind of gal. I'm like a frozen juice <laughs> type of girl, frozen sugar water type of girl. So um, so yeah, so there's a lot going on. Um, uh, I don't really know where to start. Aside from like what I mean, basically the the synopsis I gave is the beginning of the movie. <laughs> um, so I guess we can start where he gets to this the town. Mm-hmm. And he just is looking at the town, and he's like, "Hmm, this is a bunch of bullshit." <laughs> he's like, "You know what? You know what? Let me start by doing my job." Yes. And you know what? I'm not even on the clock yet, but I'm going to start policing. Yeah, those type of people are always the worst. <laughs> always the worst. He, like, kicks out a whole group of kids from a bar. because This like, is my favorite No, this is scene. good dialogue. <laughs> this is some good ass. He, like, there are literal, like, children at the bar. Like, the whole pub is filled with kids. Like, everybody's, like, 15. Yeah, and you can and already drink drinking. when you're, what, 18? 17? I think so. so you, it's 18. He's some young-ass kids. <laughs> and they're, like, all, like, 14, 15. They're all freshmen. They got braces uh, on, which, I mean, I got braces on, but, like, they're, like, pimply braces on <laughs> and stuff. He asked, like, one of the kids, he's like, when is your birthday? And he's like, uh, 22nd February. He's like, what year? Every year. (laughs) The audacity, the rudeness. (laughs) He was like, bitch, who wants to know? (laughs) Oh, that shit that every year got me. I was like, this is great. This is great. Oh, that one kid said he was born in 1969. He which, did. He would have been like 37, apparently. He was like, you're 37 years old? He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then he asked like this even younger looking kid. This looks like a 13 year old. He looked like Mika. And he was like, how old are you? And he was like, oh. <laughs> and he's like, get your ass out this bar. It was a gang so of them though. It was like, I it must like, have been like, like tween night at the bar. It was a whole. It was like I mean I've never been in a British pub, um, but it was a pretty like small place too, and they were filled. I mean it was every table was basically filled with kids minus like a couple of them. So basically he ruined the um, 
bar owner and his wife's night because there ain't nobody to pay <laughs> to be buying drinks on like a Friday night or whatever. Um, and so he already makes kind of a bad impression. Um, I don't know, like two hours after getting there, <laughs> he, he put his bags. He put his bags down at the hotel with that scary ass. Um, um, I don't know what you would call her, the concierge. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 owner of the B and B girl yeah it was very creepy uh um but yeah so he he does all that off the clock um he also meets Danny who is played by Nick Frost and um they kind of play I think in these first two movies they kind of play similar ish characters where at least Nick Frost does where he's more of like the slacker. Um, I was gonna say buffoon, but slacker. Well, like in this one, he's more because he's more naive. I feel like in the first one, he's just like a slacker who just doesn't give a shit and just be like, "Yeah, I'm coming over to the house to play video video games." Yeah, like, do you have cigarettes? (laughs) Who wants to order pizza? You know, this one, he's more like in awe of Nick, but we don't get there just quite yet. And then, um. He the first time he meets him, he drives drunk and almost hits, <laughs> almost hits Nick with his car. So he ends up arresting several people that night, um, including the kids. The kids, and when he brings him to the station, the guy at the front is like, uh, "He's like, are you sure you want to do all, like process all of this? Like, you know, my pen actually ran out of ink, <laughs> which I was like, oh my god, this feels very cop." <laughs> So, this is so cops, which I think, too, apparently, before they even, like, started writing this movie, they, like, interviewed a bunch of cops and stuff for this movie, like, just to get an idea of, like, I guess, like, the rules and, like, stuff, like, the, like, I guess, like, what's expected of you as, like, a Metropolitan Police officer, um, but that line right there with the, my pins run out, and I was like, of course, (laughs) any excuse, Mm-mm. Yeah, I think by the time the next day he's um out <laughs> and this is when he meets I think it's Simon Skinner, that's Timothy Dalton's character, who already is doing some the creepiest shit. <laughs> he's jogging and he's like, I'm a slasher. Man, and I was say, like, man I said, lock me up. <laughs> lock me and up. And he's like, What? He's like, I'm a slasher. Of prices, bitch. <laughs> yes, I own the market. Come down. All right. Girl, I was like, um, excuse me. <laughs> That's <just> creep shit. <laughs> and I think everybody already knows his name, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think he realizes. But now yeah. that I realize it's very Wicker Man-ish, I was like, yeah, this is, that's not good. <laughs> they have the 411 on him. Oh, yeah, no, they they knew everything. They didn't Google downloaded the iTunes on him. I need to figure out what song that's from. Because I say Google download the iTunes, but I can't remember this song. <laughs> Google, I'm about to Google that. And when you type in Google download, I feel like it's a Baby Bash song. Oh, God, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> you better Google download the iTunes. God, not baby, da- not, not baby bash. <laughs> you move your body like a cyclone. 
I don't know. I can't find it anywhere. It. I don't think Google knows what the fuck I'm asking for. Yeah, they're gonna be like, you want to download iTunes? <laughs> yeah, it's just like stuff from like, do you want to add lyrics to your iTunes? And who even uses iTunes anymore? But like, or Apple Music or whatever the fuck it's called. But like, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It, girl, it could be Baby Bash. It's I'm a sugar sugar. Yeah, sugar sugar. Okay. Come Why on, the high school. <laughs> With Frankie J, girl. Girl, that was a time. Two thousand seven was a time. Mm-hmm. I, I was I graduated high school that year. A time. I'm an old ass bitch. No, <laughs> man. Um, I think at this point, does he go to the police station to check on Danny? Um, mm-hmm. and this is when he figures out that Danny is a cop. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he just like rolled up and came to work. I, well, he slept in the cell. Mm-hmm. He just rolled out. <laughs> you didn't got to, yeah, went to his locker, got dressed and was on the job. And also that Danny's dad is, I don't know, police chief, chief inspector, whatever they're called over there. Um, and- this is also, and I just made my little connect because I hadn't seen the movie, but that's um, Bridget Jones' daddy, ain't he? Yes, we, yeah, we talked about that. I remember that, but he's been, I was literally thinking, he's been in everything. Like, I, he shows up in literally everything. Jim Broadbent, you need a retrospective on your film career because I'm never expecting him, but then when I see him, I'm like, of course you're in this movie. And I was like, oh, that's 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 Bridget Daddy. Look at that. That's Bridget Daddy. That's um he was in Moulin Rouge. He was in um he was Professor Slughorn in um Harry Potter, if you're a youth. Um oh girl. I mean he was uh what's her name's husband? Um Margaret Thatcher's husband in the Iron Lady, which is a terrible movie, but like <laughs> he's in a lot. This man does not stop working. And it's kind of insane when you think about it. Because he's like in his 70s or something. Like, my man is booked. Stays booked. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know he was in Gangs of New York. But he was in He was in Gangs of New York? Yeah. Remember when I tried to watch Gangs of New York? Remember I told you not? <laughs> I was to watch Romeo and Juliet. And you said, let me watch Gangs of New York. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a terrible... Listen. Listen. Martin Scorsese, you be making some hits. I'm not going to take that away from you, but that was not a hit. Uh, just an awful, awful film. Oh, God. <laughs> an awful post-9-11 propaganda. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. And you didn't even get through it. Mm-mm, I turned it off. I was like, you know what? I'm not meant to understand this work. No, it's not. It's, I mean, What's-His-Face is great. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is great, as usual. And Martin Scorsese just loves the show of Leonardo DiCaprio. So, like, um, you know. That's his boot, like Usher. That is his boot. You know, every director has a muse. Mm-hmm. You know, Edgar and Simon, Martin and... Um, Leonardo and Robert De Niro and Harvey Keitel and, and Quentin Tarantino and damn near everybody. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, but that movie, I can't believe you said 
I'm thinking about that now, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she really did. <laughs> and I was like, in disbelief, I was like, why? <laughs> well, of all the things to watch. Mama, it made sense in my head. <sighs> the connections. <laughs> the synapses were synapsing. Uh, they were. <laughs> um, so I think this is too where Nick is shown around the office like the police station basically and he meets everybody and he's just you can see on his face he's like this is a bunch of bullshit (laughs) like i can't believe this because there's i don't know all the terms because you know they have like police constable and and some they have different names i guess like for their different hierarchy of cop um but you've got like an older guy who speaks in mumbles (laughs) You've got one guy, I think, who's supposed to be, like, second in command, and he doesn't know, he's basically, like, clueless on how to do his job. You got the one lady cop, I think her name is Doris, and that's uh, Olivia Coleman's character, who is just, like, the town hussy. (laughs) Everything she says is, like, a double entendre for how she's been, like, sleeping around the station and possibly the town, I don't know. Um... Who else is it? There's a there's the Andes, mm-hmm. which is Rafe, Spall, and Patty Considine. Um, they're both called Andrew. They both don't give a shit <laughs> about working, um, and they're both childish. And they're sassy. They are sassy and childish as fuck. And also the two stars of my favorite GIF in the entire world. Ah <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and um, I forget who else is in the... I think that's everybody. Um, I think I, so. And then there's the guy who does the surveillance, too. The guy who's watching. Yeah, he in the back. The, they the, got him in the back. The Neighborhood Watch Alliance, a.k.a. the NWA. <laughs> Which? <laughs> Girl, the goddamn NWA. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, So, um... Yeah, he meets everybody. There's no consequences for Danny. They basically attribute everything to, like, the greater good, um, which is why they keep the kids at the pub rather than, like, letting them go off in the woods and get drunk or whatever. Um, it's kind of like, you know, Regina Ma- uh, Regina George's mama's logic of... Yeah, like, I let them drink at the house. Yeah, yeah. Be, you know, be ridiculous where I can see you or whatever. Um... And, of course, Danny doesn't get reprimanded for DUI, DWI, whatever you you want to file that under. Uh, I think his punishment is that he has to buy everybody ice cream for a month. Which he was already under punishment for having... He had to buy everybody uh, uh, chocolate cake for something else he did. For getting his hat or something. Hmm. So I was like, everything is just a joke up here. <laughs> Their punishment system is interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot more than what happens to people here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> At least there was some kind of, I don't know, child. Um, uh, so basically he kind of does his duties, um, which include... You know, <laughs> all kinds of stupid shit. Basically, there's really nothing for him to do. I think there's like one thing that happens where he has to like catch a swan. 
Yeah. Because the swan is acting up. The swan is terrorizing the people of this town. <laughs> it was a Sanford. The people of Sanford is being terrorized by this clown. And he actually, um, the Andes, and I feel like some other members of the police service are um, hazing him. They are sending him, I feel like they are like sending him on dumb shit. Well, they're definitely like keeping him occupied, which I think another thing from the Wicker Man is like they just keep him occupied with shit that doesn't really have anything to do with anything. But also, I mean, it's a small town, like, because Stanford is supposed to be statistically the safest place in the entire UK. So there is really nothing for him to do. Like, there's not like murders every day or whatever, or like, you know car accidents or collisions <laughs> um so he doesn't really have a whole lot going on and then they don't like him like the andes definitely don't see it for him um and so there's you know putting shit in his locker and writing in his hat <laughs> and stuff so he's just kind of like i don't know what to do but he's not going to leave the job or anything because he likes his job um but he's just kind of having a time of it as someone who is used to the the action of London, and I think at one point, they what did they take him to a bar and they were like, nobody's gonna stab you <laughs> or whatever, because he did get stabbed in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. He got stabbed by Peter Jackson in a Santa suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the hand. And Danny is very, uh, very impressed by that. Yeah, he is like, enamored. He's yeah, because I guess because it's like he wants to be what in proper like he wants to see proper action and shit. <laughs> What's his thing? Because he loves Danny loves like buddy cop movies. Yes, he is very well versed in your lethal weapons and your diehards and your and your bad boys. He loves bad boys too, which is so funny because I tried to watch. I feel like I tried to watch Bad Boys not too long ago, and I fell asleep tw- twice. So um, those also remain foreign to me, <laughs> which is awful. I don't think if I tried to watch them now, I'd probably like those. But because I don't know if I find Martin Lawrence that funny anymore. It, um, you got to be like 14. Exactly. Uh, but Bad Boys too. Was good. Bad Boys 2 came out when I was in high school because that was a big deal with that Nelly song. Mm-hmm. Was that, yeah. What was that one? Chicken Tail Feather or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. That, that was one of those songs. We do this for fun. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I loved the same movies. Now, they were a moment. That mm-hmm. was from like 98. Oh, Murphy Lee, but... 98 to about 2007. They, they were the moment. Murphy Lee, I think, was supposed to carry that title. He didn't get that far, but... <laughs> I wish he had. I love Murphy Lee so much. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to them. Mm. But, um... Yeah, so I think... Um... I forget what happens after this. Oh, he meets everybody in the Neighborhood Watch Alliance. Which is also some bullshit, to he thinks, because their whole... Their whole thing is just, like, they don't like the kids that wear the hoods. They call them hoodies, which I had completely forgotten. There was just, like, a big deal in in the U.K. 
like in the early 2000s with kids wearing hoods and I feel like they passed laws that you couldn't be like out wearing your hood up or something or they didn't like you couldn't be in a, I don't know it was some situation where if you were wearing your hood up you're usually a criminal or some shit mm. which is also funny because like I feel like in the early 2000s like that was the style <laughs> was people wearing their hoods over their heads doing the Pete Wentz or whatever um for like that also seems very racist it was probably also extremely racist <laughs> Even though in this town, everybody's white. So, like, um, uh, but, like, somewhere like London, I'm pretty sure is very racially motivated. And I I wouldn't even be surprised if it had something to do tie in with, like, hijabs and stuff like that. Y'all ain't slick. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, that's their only thing is, like, the living statue. They don't like his ass. <laughs> There's a living statue in town. And they don't like the hoodies and, you know, anything to make the town look bad. They're not with that shit. Yeah. It's all about the town, like how the town is perceived. Um, And like upkeep of the town and the town's talents, like, and by the town's talents, like the people in that town and what they contribute to the town. Yeah, like horticulture and, um, <laughs> you know, acting, which I think goes into, like, probably, like, the next scene is, like, because this is when stuff starts to get real. <laughs> As To quote Bad Boys 2, this is when shit gets real. <laughs> um, because, so he meets, I guess there's, like, a, so the guy, like, the Frank Gallagher guy, right? He is, a, um, I guess, a solicitor, which is, like, a lawyer. Um, I believe he's a solicitor. Um, and he's cruising at a nice, brisk 85 miles an hour down this country road. And so he gets pulled over and he's with his girlfriend, who he swears is not his wife or whatever. Like, they're not together, but everybody knows they're together. Um, and Nick, like, rattles him so much that he starts yelling at him or whatever. And, um... And he eventually apologizes by giving them two tickets to their, um, to his, like, little acting, I guess they're, like, rendition of Romeo and Juliet, like, the neighborhood playhouse, basically. And Nick, you know, Nick is, like, he's a rule follower, so he's, like, we can't accept gifts from someone that we've officially rebuked. Um, but then (laughs) the police chief is, like, hey, can you represent us at this, uh, at this little thing tonight? And here's a spare for Danny. Which he doesn't see anything wrong with, like, you know, accepting free tickets and stuff or whatever. Um, <laughs> and so they go to this horrible ass <laughs> rendition of Romeo and Juliet and Girl. It was great. It, it's yeah. been a while since I had watched this movie. Girl, when they so started it's doing not <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, y'all. It's Romeo plus Juliet. Oh, is this what they were trying to do? Oh, yeah, because she had the wings on, right? Yeah, it, it was Romeo. But, but this plus man is... Lerman's Romeo plus Juliet. But this man is, like, in his 40s, possibly 50s, maybe even 60s. Girl. <laughs> and she's, they like, They started her... singing the cardigans. Girl, love me, love me. <laughs> and I was like... Say that, you... This Girl, is he... art. He was horrified. <laughs> Nick was like, what the fuck is this? 
And of course, there's also this guy there too that's like the um, neighborhood reporter, which I love that his name, his last name is Messenger. They all kind of have like work job or work names, I guess, or occupations as surnames. Like there's one guy who's named like Reaper and um, I can't even remember what this guy's name is. Uh, There's Skinner um, and a few other ones. Um, I think what, like Shooter and Tiller. Um, But uh, (laughs) yeah, they give like these terrible, they're basically like, Nick is like, okay, well, at least we never have to see these people again. <laughs> and he re- he ends up being right because there's a hooded figure, the cottagecore ghost phase, <laughs> going around and goes to this man's house where he's meeting his, you know, paramour or whatever. And uh, with her horrible ass laugh. <laughs> I forgot about her laugh. Um, and hacks them the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, excuse me, where is this movie going? <laughs> the first time I watched this, I was like, wait a minute. Because I don't even remember what made me watch this movie the first time I watched it. But I was like, excuse me. <laughs> that was very brutal. I, w- I had forgotten. Like, I forgotten it was that gory. It's extremely gory. Like, I don't think, like, you see... Not in this scene, but, like, in other scenes, it gets, like, worse. <laughs> like, oh, people catch hot ones to the face. Like, it's bad. <laughs> so, you know, things land on people's heads. It's a lot. Edgar was having a lot of fun. I feel like him and, I feel like, you know, him and Peter Jackson might need to link up one day. To really fuck us up. <laughs> mm. When, uh, he is doing a horror movie. Who? Uh, Edgar or Peter? Mm-hmm. Edgar Wright. I don't know what Peter Jackson's up to. But uh, yeah, I heard he's doing some movie coming out like what? Like in, maybe this year, possibly next year. Mm-hmm. It's been we'll a minute see. since the babying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, ooh, I had never been so mad in the movie theater, Ashley. Uh- <laughs> I was about to be. Oh, I was ready to be somebody ass. What what was the part of the movie that really set you off? So, one of my favorite parts of Shaun of the Dead is in the pub when they are fighting the zombies to Queen. Yes. Right? Yes. That is my that is my shit. Baby Driver is like two hours of that shit. And I almost lost my fucking mind. And also, I had to look at Ansel Orgel's face <laughs> the whole time. And I was disgusted. I mean, I won't give him any Because it don't look like nothing. I won't give him any It just looked like a blob of skin. Because apparently he's, I don't know, doing stuff he shouldn't be doing. As usual, like with the rest of these niggas. But like, <laughs> or not niggas, but... Um, <laughs> That was a catch-all for men. <laughs> all shades, all races. Um, yeah, I watched Baby Driver, and I was just kind of like, I mean, I guess. Um, I watched it at home, though, so. I was like, ooh, this is the new Edgar Wright movie. I'm feeling well today. No migraine. I'm going to go to the theater. <laughs> Cinema. Yeah. You know, and I was her- in that bitch steaming. <laughs> yes. 
like I can't even remember, I can't even remember what was with because Edgar Wright's really good with music. We should say and like sound effects. He always likes to have like a cute little ding at a certain moment. Or, um, I know in this movie, like, for certain scenes, he used a lot of combinations, like, well, not him, but, like, you know, him and his sound editors and stuff. He used a lot of combinations of, like, um, you know, animal noises and, and trees falling to, like, you know, he, it's, it's really, I feel like it's really creative. And this is something that's kind of been a thing for, like, you know, decades where people will kind of use fun sounds that are, like, one thing to sound like another thing. So, um, even, like, I think gunshots really, um, don't actually sound like gunshots. That's what I heard. I forgot what I was watching. But, like, movie gunshots don't sound like real gunshots. Um, and I don't even know how they make movie gunshots, but, um, but, yeah. So, like, there's been a lot of creativity in the world of sound editing, I feel like. And he's really good. But I I don't... Was it, like, musical? Was it, like, a musical? Like, it was just, like, music on top of music on top of music? Because Baby... Baby has tinnitus. Listen to music all the time. So, when you with Baby, you listening to music. And I hated it. I also hated that they was calling that motherfucker Baby. Like, they was going to put that motherfucker in the corner. And I was mad. I mean, I don't really know the whole... I don't even remember what the whole thing is with that, like, other than his parents are dead or something like that, but... Yeah, I don't know. John Bernthal was in it for, like, half a second, which he's always in something for half a second. His career's just... Why is he always... Like, he does good... I heard, like, he's a good thing, but he's never in them that long. He's, like, the Jeffrey Dean Morgan of, like, movies. (laughs) Like... Jeffrey D. Morgan gets shot in, like, at the beginning of every single fucking thing he does. And John Bernthal just don't be in shit. Yeah. So, for very long. So, I get a nice glimpse of that. That mug. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that. Yeah, Baby Driver, I don't, I don't know. People seem yeah. to like it, though, but. I mean, I don't know. People, that's the thing about going to the theater, too. Like, you get kind of overwhelmed by shit, and then you come outside, and you're just like, oh, you have to really think about, did you like that movie or not? <laughs> Which I think, watching stuff at home, you're just like, oh, this is ass. Like, mm-hmm. once you're removed from the hype and stuff, because there's plenty of movies, I'm like, y'all like this? <laughs> did y'all really like this? You tell you, you said this is a masterpiece. I was told this is a masterpiece. I feel like everything is a masterpiece at a certain point in time. I mean, that's how everybody... No. (laughs) We can't have multiple masterpieces. I'm sorry. But Magic Mike XXL, masterpiece, y'all. What a wonderful film. What a wonderful film. Cinema. That's Mm -hmm. cinema, people. Um... So I think after they're brutally murdered, <laughs> back to this murder, um, the killer has staged it to where it looks like they had a high-speed collision, but like a, like a one-person sort of single-car accident or whatever. Um, and of course, Simon Skinner comes back uh, playing some fucking ominous music. <laughs> Everything you play is some ominous music that has to, like, do with the crime or whatever. So, Nick already suspects that it's him. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, of course you would. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, uh, um, I think, like, after this, like, like, I can't even remember. Well, basically, the Andes don't want to investigate. Even because like, they're lazy and want to just, like, sit there, keep doing their thing. What do they even do? Besides smoke cigarettes <laughs> their desk. Ah, uh, he told him to fuck off <laughs> the Mala Village. I didn't even know what they were talking about. I was like, what is the Mala Village? And then you find out later that there's actually a little, tiny little version of the village up somewhere, um, which is their pride and joy as, as well. And then, um, uh, like, <sighs> I think at this point, too, this is when they go and find all the the stuff at the um, at the one guy's house. Like, all those guns and stuff. Like, he just has guns. Mm-hmm. And a sea mine. Yep, and they confiscate all of it. I'm like, you're nowhere, which... you're nowhere near the sea. Why do you have a mine? He <laughs> had a lot of shit in there. Girl, so much stuff. And it was more mumbling. And I was like, what is on God's name? <laughs> um, I think this is the actor that plays Filch from Harry Potter. Mm. He just don't look as greasy and soggy and damp. Yeah, he looked very damp in that movie. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what was going on with that? He had snitch in it, He did. That's what happens when you're a snitch. <laughs> when you, don't, you don't mind your damn business. You look damp. Uh, but I think after all this time, um, Danny has finally let, well, he's finally convinced Nick to come out to the pub because Nick is not a drinker. He likes cranberry juice. Um, and so they start hanging out more and, you know, um, I think they like, you know, talk more and kind of learn more about each other or whatever. And, <laughs> uh, there's also, um, I don't know what this man's name is, but he was like the rich guy in town. The little guy, remember, he's like a really rich guy, and, and um, Skinner doesn't like him, and he's got some giant ass house up somewhere, um, which doesn't keep in with the rustic aesthetic of the of the town. He's got like a little McMansion, basically. Um, so while Danny and, <laughs> and Nick are like getting closer and watching Point Break and Bad Boys Two and all that, uh. Uh, this little, uh, rich guy gets, <laughs> I laugh so fucking hard when I realize the killer basically stages it. So, like, he has set his house, like, basically blew up his house trying to make English breakfast in the middle of the night. And as, mm. soon, as, and as soon as I saw those beans. <laughs> what did you think of? I thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you because my goodness. I just want to taste. What kind of beans are those? If you are from the UK, like what kind <laughs> of beans? No, because I really want to know because I don't, we don't have them kind of beans here. Like we don't have beans that look like that. And the closest thing I, I think would be, would be baked beans, but I don't think y'all beans are sweet. I'm, I'm not about to pour no bushes baked beans. I think, well, Heinz makes those beans. But Heinz I think they are Heinz beans. But I don't think Heinz. Breakfast. But I don't I've think, done that research. But I don't think Heinz makes beans here anymore. 
Like they no. used to. They don't make them breakfast big. <laughs> that yeah, I mean, that don't be fucking your stomach up. <laughs> I have had an English breakfast. It wasn't the full, full English. It was like a hoity toity kind of version of the full English. Um I remember the beans. Well, did I have beans? I just wanna put them beans on some toast. I just wanna I wanna know. I just I wanna know. Oh like God. Joe. A little bit. I wanna know. <laughs> that was my shit when I was just going. <laughs> I was Joe was singing. He was. Always trying to take somebody's <laughs> He said, I will do all the things your man won't. Oh, Joe. <laughs> my man don't pay my bills, Joe, would you? Um. He said, oh, no, not that. <laughs> no, that's too far. That's too far. What are you asking? That's, No. <laughs> Now, if you want to have sex on some sand, <laughs> by the ocean, then that's okay. Joe got you on that. He don't I, got you on the bills, though. 50-50? No. What are you talking about? Absolutely not, girl. Um, I'm trying to look at. I'm trying to look at my pictures. Okay, I didn't have beans on my English, which everybody think clocked me, and they were like, "Why didn't you have beans?" But I was like, "I didn't get my beans. I'm sorry." Um. But it was good. Yeah, beans, sausages. It's eggs. a lot of it's a lot of meat at one time. Like I'm not used to so much meat. Like I think I had sausage. They put, is it a little pork, little ham on there? So it's like sausage, but then you also get like the flat hockey puck of sausage, or like the what is it, blood sauces or something? Blood sausages. That shit was good. I'm sorry. Like it was. Like I can't. I can't lie. It was good. And then you also get like rashers, which is like the bacon. But this don't look like bacon. I don't know. This don't look like no way type of bacon. I don't know what I was eating. But it was. It's like a lot of meat. And then like you get egg. And you have a tomato. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this mm. goddamn tomato? <laughs> I just eat the vegetarian version of a little English breakfast. I feel like somebody the, could help I, me. I feel like the beans would have like set it off. Like you know, cut through some of the meat portion. But mm-hmm. I, you know, no one ever, like in the UK, nobody ever likes it when we talk about the beans on toast. But like, if if it's a vegetarian version of the English breakfast, is it just like a plate of beans? An egg. And some eggs. And tomato. And them tomatoes. And that's about it. <laughs> and that's all you get. <laughs> the bread. Here. The bread. And the bread. Yeah, it's really. So I'm not knocking the beans on the toast because I want to, I want to know. I just want to know. I don't, I don't know. I think you'd have to, you'd have to go there. I need to. And you'd have to try it. Oh, gotta take a trip. Where does that come from? I also have that question too. Where does that meal come from? Who cracked open them beans and was like, yo. Because it's giving, it's giving wartime. (laughs) I mean, probably, but like, who's like. Let's do it. But who was like the advertising executive in England that said this is gonna be the hot shit? I mean, who pioneered the deliciousness of putting a slice of cheese on ramen noodles? Which oh, is oh, but you had to get like a craft single. Oh, yes. <laughs> I felt you just like. I thought that whole go through your whole body just now. Girl. I mean, damn. I kind of want that right now, though. I'm actually Googling baked beans right now, and that's just a bit much. (laughs) I I want want beans on toast and a little 
little ramen with a little craft sink on top. Because that means somebody love me out there. Less <sighs> sweet tomato sauce without maple syrup or brown sugar in order to appeal to the taste of the United Kingdom. Oh? Yeah. They, so it's not sweet. Like but I said not earlier. Sweet beans. No, not sweet beans. They tart? They say sweet beans? <sighs> I guess so. Is it like... Is it baked beans? They taste like baked beans. They're not baked beans. They're baked, but they're not. Is baked. it like like we pinto bake. beans? I don't know. Do they taste like pinto beans? They probably do. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, next time I'm fucking make pinto. Apparently, beans. it became popular during the Victorian era, like many things did. It was suggested in um in a book on household management from 1861. So somebody was like, hey. Queen Victoria, are you bread, bitch. Queen Victoria, are you spinning on a spit in the pits of hell for all the things that you have unleashed on us? Because, madam, <laughs> every single time okay, I go... I'm not going to even comment. No. Because I don't want all our listeners... I know we have a few listeners in the UK. Oh, no, no, no we love beans. you guys. I'm a vegetarian, y'all, so I go up on beans, so... No, yeah, no, we're not... No. Cause like I am like I'm not joking like I am genuinely. Well, she's and interested. Knows this, no, she's really interested. That's why I, for like eighteen months. That's why I thought about you. So like maybe we can like get something like shipped over. Maybe they got the frozen food version or something. I don't know. <laughs> you can probably find it on Amazon. Ooh, I'm gonna look. <laughs> maybe I want to start my my morning off with a little tummy razzle dazzle because I need it. I mean, hey, you'd be like a breakfast burrito. Yeah. I mean, you know, every day is a, a different day. <laughs> every day's a journey. <laughs> yeah, it is a journey. Uh, <laughs> um, so this dude, like, I feel like this is like peak, like the humor part of this is just like perfect because this man has been fried the fuck up. <laughs> Like, it's not good. <laughs> he was unrecognizable. He looked like a little mummy, actually. Like, it was bad. And somebody was like, wow, it's like something out of backdraft. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, a man is dead. And they were like, uh, yeah, not good. And, like, nobody's suspicious of anything except for Nick. Which he's kind of hung over from hanging out with Danny, so um with his movie marathon. Uh so he's not as on it, but um the Andes are basically like, Yeah, we just got we need to talk to the two people who last saw him alive because they are the ones who helped him home. Um Nick and Danny helped this man home when he was too drunk, uh, to get himself home safely. <laughs> And so, basically, they're just like, yeah, there's nothing here. Like, we don't want, we don't know what you want us to do, but we're not investigating a damn thing. I feel like this is the part where, um, like, Nick is getting more and more agitated, I think. And he's more and more agitated than the fact that nobody's doing their damn jobs and nobody thinks like, they, everybody's basically acting like this is just kind of like freak accident nothing is really wrong like you know there is nothing like no misadventure like these are just like you know 
sad um, accidents that didn't have to happen or whatever. And so um, <laughs> for some reason, he ends up being in charge of like like this church party. I forget they're like reopening the church for something like after repairs. Mm-hmm. And it's like an old, old ass church. And so, um, I don't know what you would call it. It's kind of like the church, uh, carnival. So with the church carnival, that was, that gave me lottery feels. Oh God. Um, that, that shit you like. The Shirley Yeah. Jackson. The thing that you told me about that I was just like, that's horrifying. <laughs> like, cause they were doing like a drawing. At the carnival, everybody, like, everybody's playing. Because um, I know certain officers had, like, face paint on. Because I know one of them was, had their face paint. they like, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Walking around, just like Spider-Man. While you're supposed to be working. But anyway. And I have forgotten what the drawing is I for. I don't even remember. It was, like... I don't remember what it was, actually. Now that you mentioned that, I don't actually remember it. But they know that they have Nick do the, like, you pick the number or whatever. Um, but he is, he is agitated because, like, he's, he feels like something is amiss. And I feel like he's also supposed to speak with the journalist about something because he got, like, a tip that the journalist has insider information about, mm-hmm. like, what's been going on with all these right. murders. So he's supposed to meet up with them. Um, so he's, like, on the lookout for him, but also he feels like something's going to go down. Yeah. And he's not wrong. <laughs> he's definitely not. Um, but they're like, hey, Nick, why you're new here, basically. Why don't you come up here and um, do the calling? Um, which I was like, yeah, they're calling the people for the culling, aren't they? <laughs> Straight up lottery. And so he does like the drawing. He calls the name. And while he's doing that and everybody's attention is on this part, um, uh cloaked figures at the top of the church yes and pushes off a part of the steeple yeah it's like um the spire or whatever it's like the really pointy part of the church like this is an old ass church like this is not your this is not your granny's church (laughs) from like 1800 this is like a church from i don't know 1500 like it's a old ass fucking church stone built with stone mm-hmm. <laughs> so some poor peasants worked really hard <laughs> to put this shit together and uh yeah he pulls he pushed off that part of the of the church and what do you know it goes right through the head of the journalist yeah oh my god and i was like bitch you are not serious <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I was like, oh, I forgot. They are really doing this. It was really... I mean, for 2007, they used some good-ass special effects. Digital special mm-hmm. effects, because I know it was digital. You know, with splatter and everything. And um, I guess if you look too hard, you might be like, yeah, this is definitely, like, computer-generated. But, um, I mean, for what? 
what is this, like 14 years ago or something now? Like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's just so aggressive. <laughs> this is finally when everybody's like, oh, I guess it's not an accident after all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jesus Christ, these people. They're finally getting hip to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, I- and Nick is like, dog, this murder. They're like, it's a murder. <laughs> murder. <laughs> they were clowning him. The Andes were pissed because they couldn't find anything. He was like, I should be in the pub right now, but you got me working. How dare you, basically. Um, which I was like, even after all that, like, y'all saw this man... With an entire piece of church architecture through the head and neck and shoulders. <laughs> and you're still pissed that you think it's just an accident? I was like, come on now. It didn't just slide off the church roof. Like, come on. Yeah, because that was what it was for. The church roof had just got repaired. Mm. So I was like, now you think this is just... <laughs> like... <laughs> but they were just, you know, they don't really want to be dealing with all this shit. Like, what they're like, you are just like a conspiracy theorist and you're just warped because you're from London and there's danger around every corner, which I think is what most people assume about London. It's just like, it's just like this super awfully dangerous place. But I was like, it also has the most like surveillance. I feel like it's one of the most heavily surveillance cities like in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, which that doesn't mean that it's, you know, any safer, but I was like, it's not like some. It's not like the first 48 every 48. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like this is like a, like when I see conversations about um, the issues, I guess, going on in the UK and a lot of it is just like London is like the worst fucking place on earth. And Londoners are the worst fucking people on earth. Um, but no, he really does have like, he does have a, re- I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> this would make me go crazy. If I was just like, yeah, there's people dying like every day in this tiny town. Y'all don't think there's something up? And it's not like, it's like nobody there. It's just y'all. Yeah. It's a tiny village in the country. Let's start asking it's... people some questions. <laughs> yeah, what y'all see? Y'all y'all, y'all know each other because when you ran into somebody stealing from the stove, you was like, oh, that's my cousin Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, they do. Like, yeah, I was like, he's like, why did you say anything? <laughs> That's my auntie, little son, Peter. Yes, exactly. They're like, yeah, like these are everybody who knows everybody else. So in a way, I feel like it's like that in small towns too. Like in certain like, like um, I don't know. I feel like it's like a a thing like with like Southern Gothic as like a genre. Is that everybody kind of knows everybody's dark secrets and, like, that they cover for each other when, like, outsiders come. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you've ever seen The Wicker Man, um, shameless plug for our, one of our first episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the original, and I don't know how the Nick Cage version goes, but I've heard it's terrible from you. It's great. So it's awful. <laughs> It is wonderful. With the bees. I enjoyed it. With the bees and a standout performance by a member of the Coppola's. <laughs> yes, Nicholas Coppola. Yes. You know, somebody actually just found that out. I saw somebody on Twitter be like, he's a member. He's what? Jay <laughs> Cousin, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, man. Robert Carmine. Nepo- Sophia. Ne- Nepotism will have you in there. <laughs> 
I mean, they're definitely talented on their own, right? But, you know, it doesn't hurt to have your uncle be, like, the guy who directed The Godfather. Show would help me for any reason. I would be like, please, let me be in your movie. Please. Then, Can I have your ticket to the Oscars? <laughs> they'd be like, no. Mm, niece, you can't act. And they'd be like, well, then let me stand in the background. Let me change my last name to Cage. <laughs> And let me be in Wally's Wonderland or whatever. That also goes off, y'all. It's going to be on Hulu soon, I think. Is this another Nicolas Cage film? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Where he is locked in overnight at, like, is uh, based on Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, God. <laughs> Every time y'all talk about that, I'm like, this is too much. Nicolas Cage is having a moment in horror movies he is what is that about has he found his niche for like over he the top has. acting and then they're good the last couple years he's been doing it because i feel like well you liked mandy mm-hmm. and then i feel like he was in something else color out of space is good mom and dad is good um wally's wonderland or something is good i feel like he's finally found like the, the place for him after wanting mm-hmm. to be Superman for so long. Mm-hmm. You name your son Superman. Yo. He gave his son, his son's government name is Superman's government name. That's so, I mean, it's better than Pilot Inspector. But not it's, by much. <laughs> Pilot is a cool name. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it though? Is it? Yeah, it is. Like, I would be like, hey, Pilot, that's my, this my son or daughter. Pilot, this is my child pilot. Your Just child. co-pilot, that's their <laughs> sibling. <laughs> when you say this is my child pilot, I feel like a little kid in the front with the wings getting to see the cockpit. And they'd be like, oh yeah, you can be the co-pilot one day. And fly this <laughs> gigantic plane full of... It would be cute to have kids named Pilot and Co-Pilot. This is also someone who wants to name their kid Axel and Baja Blast. I mean, yeah. But <laughs> oh, little Pilot and Co-Pilot, they'd be like, oh, ma'am, we can't let this happen. Who doesn't genuine have kids named Dream and Story, but they're not spelled? Yeah, I think so. Correct. Somebody. Correctly. Somebody. I, I know too much about celebrity baby names, honestly, because there was a time Celebrity where baby names are fun. It's, we were getting awesome. a little insane. <laughs> they, I love them. It was getting, they bring me joy. Yeah, I feel like once, what, Siri hit the streets, hit the scene, everybody was lost their goddamn minds. <laughs> They're like, let's just go for everything. Um, So, uh, I feel like after this... I'm looking at my notes. Um, oh, so during this whole thing, Nick and um, Danny have their first fight. Aw. Oh, first lover spat. Because <laughs> they basically become best friends. Um, I guess because, you know, Nick is doing a lot, of course. <laughs> and, you know, um, Nick wants Danny to also do his job. Um, and Danny's just kind of like chill out or whatever. But um, I forget like the very specifics of the fight, but it's kind of, you know, it's a little sad or whatever. And then uh, um, they end up like squashing their little short-lived beef um, 
because Nick is like, I I think there's a conspiracy going on between all these people who died and we just need to figure out the connection between all of them. And so he immediately, he basically thinks that there's like a thing with like the rich guy who died um, via beans on toast. Like he thinks that he was like, he was in the process of buying up a lot of land and kind of trying to sell to developers to um, build some like giant um, supermarket that would put, you know, people out of business. It almost felt like, I don't know, like, industrialization. I don't want to say, I don't know about gentrification, but, like, it just felt like he was about to, like, turn their lives up topsy-turvy just so uh, he could get a little bit of coin. And, um, you know, people would be resentful of that or whatever. And and then I think, like, Miss Mama's with the weird laugh worked in the council, uh, worked for the council, so she knew about buildings and plans and all kinds of shit and stuff. So they're just, uh... They spend a lot of time trying to figure out this, like, conspiracy, but they can't really get all the pieces together. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, I feel like Nick goes to one of the florist shops and he realizes that uh, the florist is moving and she kind of talks about, um, she was going to sell her business and move away or whatever. And then Miss Mamas catches a hot one <laughs> in the neck. Yeah, they get her with her own tools. Her own shears, bitch. Right in the, like, right up in there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. again, aggressive. And I was like, oh my god, no. <laughs> I feel like the first time I watched this, I was like, shit. They they take her out. Mm-hmm. And he does, like, a high-speed chase um, on foot where he's, Nick's pursuing the hooded figure, and I think he loses him, but he manages to, like, injure the person. Um, and, you know, <laughs> there's a lot more that happens. I know the big guy from the, um, the big guy from the supermarket, the trolley boy, comes and tries to kill him in his hotel. Which, uh, his only words are yarp and narp. And narp. <laughs> yarp. Narp was peak comedy. Because Nick takes him out and they're like, so did you get Nick? And Nick has to impersonate the dude. He's like, yarp. Yarp. (laughs) And he's like, so he's not going to be a problem anymore. He's like, uh, (laughs) all we'd ever heard him say was yarp. (laughs) And so he was like, does he know any other words? Let me think fast. (laughs) And I think, too, this is when you, um, because everybody in the town kind of has these walkie-talkies, so they're, like, has, like, a really sophisticated, like, network that I think... They are organized. They are very organized. I think if Nick was paying any attention, he would have noticed that, but he didn't. Um, and so he, um, goes to the castle, because he realizes that they're all meeting at the castle, and it turns out it's a meeting of the Neighborhood Watch Alliance, aka the NWA, um... And this shit is basically like a cult. <laughs> They're all like meeting up. They all have on cloaks. They have on black cloaks. They're all sitting around like a little stone table. Yeah. And they're all like, so before we forget, begin our meeting, just want to let everybody know <laughs> that Joan down the street just had her boys. She's going to name Baja Blast and Cool Ranch Dorito. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's congratulate her next time we see her. Yay. Yeah. 
yes, and now we have to talk about putting people to death. <laughs> yeah, so we have to take we have to take so and so out because of this. We have to take so and so out because of that. We have to take so and so because of that. All for the better, um, greater good. It's just like, and then everybody be like, the greater good. <laughs> You're like the Borg, bitch. <laughs> I was like, I don't like that. Don't it like was it. very arbitrary, very trivial things that, like, in a normal city, no one would give two shits about. And this almost reminds me, now that I'm thinking about it, of a certain friend of ours <laughs> who has told us about her workplace where people call up and complain about arbitrary bullshit <laughs> um, in the <Yes>. city. <laughs> and it's like, why are you so... Why are you so, like, anal about this? It's just not even that serious. And so, like, they've killed... So they killed, um... I guess his name was Martin. The guy and his girlfriend, the actors, they killed them because they were terrible actors. <laughs> and and that his girlfriend had a terrible laugh, so they, you know, killed her as well. They, um... I, they killed what the, the the rich guy for because he had a big ass house. So none of this was anything to do with like the conspiracy of like land development and like urbanization, <laughs> urbanization or whatever. Um, and I think they killed Leslie. That was her name, the lady with the the florist, the horticulturalist, because they didn't want anybody else to have her. Mm-hmm. She couldn't take her since she was moving. Um, and one of I forgot she was someone's cousin. She was Simon Skinner's cousin. And she was like, "Oh, your cousin Leslie." And they were like, "Yeah, she was planning on leaving, and she couldn't take her. Like, she's the reason why our town is so beautiful, and she couldn't take her talents elsewhere. She couldn't take her talents to Miami, like LeBron." <laughs> And I was like, damn. <laughs> like, you would think it was, like, this whole big thing that was, like, some, like, super intricate. But it was really just, like, you're making us look bad, bruh. You gotta go. Yeah. Like, I was like, y'all, this particular and petty? Like. Murder? Her laugh ugly? Like, <laughs> her laugh causes noise pollution and she gotta go? Damn. Her laugh was a mess. However, it was not justifiable for murder. <laughs> and they had killed other people. They killed a living statue. Oh, I forgot about the living statue. Yeah, because yeah, they had him he had, underground. He had been, like, running. Like, I think they, like, it's, like, kind of a chase or whatever. He's trying to get away from them. Because at first he was going to, Nick was going to try to arrest them all. And I was like, now nah, come on. It's, like, 15 people here. <laughs> All the kids. Yeah, they had killed a bunch. Yeah, he they killed the kids because there was that one kid with the braces. He saw his braces, and they killed the guy, the shoplifter, um, the living statue, and then the previous um, police officer. So there was a police officer that had come before Nick had been there, and he was like an exceptional officer or whatever. Um, but he thought that, like, again, there was a conspiracy or whatever. He basically, like, they said, like, he lost his mind or whatever. And, um, yeah, he was down there, too. Just dead. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, so they're just really... But I was like, how do you kill all these kids? <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that now. I was like... Because they, they got smart with you. Because they was like, yeah, bitch, I was born in 1969. I'm 37 years old. <laughs> 
I guess they didn't want him to tell anybody about how they got these kids. Because they didn't give a shit until somebody else realized from, like, outside. Mm -hmm. It's like you make it just look bad in front of company or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it was like he was like did y'all just agree to like just <laughs> just be like alright well I gotta get a kid now cause that was a Friday Night Turner spot it was like this is not really I mean you got like the fountain and then you got the pub and that's about it like this isn't one of the, I mean they could have done what they did in the Wicker Man and go out and dance naked in the woods or something but these are also children mm-hmm. so like <laughs> I don't know these kids were wanting to be on MySpace or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, I think Nick kind of gets smuggled away by Danny, who he thought was initially, like, a part of the group. But then he's like, I'm just trying to save your ass. Like, let's, let's just leave. And um, I think he's going to go back to London. Um... But then he realizes he's just got to save the whole town because, of course, that's what he's going to do because he's, you know, one of them type of people. He got to do what's right. And I think this is, like, the last half hour of this movie, which is basically just <laughs> shootouts. A lot of shootouts. Girl, so many shootouts. So he basically comes, he destroys one of the farmer's cars when they're going to radio in. And also kicks the shit out of his mama in the he face. Every, that lady old shit. Every time I watched it, I was like, oh my god, like, she has a fucking, like, bloody nose. <laughs> well, she was, I mean, she did take a shotgun to him. Mm-hmm. It was about to hit it at close, like, range. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, he didn't kill her, but, I mean, it wasn't the face. <laughs> like, you know, head trauma could be a factor. But, he just runs up in that bitch like fucking, like Clint Eastwood or something. Mm-hmm. It was very like dirty, hairy, um, and I feel like I feel like they said that they watched like a hundred movies or something. They watched a lot of movies to get like references for this movie. So I feel like yeah. if you've watched any of the ones that Brittany has mentioned, plus probably several others, then you would, you'll catch them all. But he came up in there. Um, and then they just got to shooting everybody. I don't even know who he started shooting first. And the shooting, to me, this reminds me of like Bad Boys. Like it was Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2 <laughs> type Michael Bay moment. Yeah. Did Michael Bay direct those? Mm. Well, Michael Bay directed... I think he directed both, but he definitely directed Bad Boys. <laughs> the king of explosions. Right? Let me see this. Because every time I think of Michael Bay... I've always... I feel like the only Michael Bay movie I've seen is Transformers. And God knows, there is a lot going on in those movies. Yeah, he did um, Bad Boys and Bad Boys too. He's pretty young. I don't know why I thought he was like this older dude. Interesting. Oh, Bad Boys was his first movie? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so he came out the gate. <laughs> he came out the gate. And Armageddon and Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor was like the most overly stuffed movie. Girl. 
Yeah, pretty much if you like explosions, just watch Michael Bay's filmography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of movie. Um, yeah, he basically just gets into it with all the townspeople one by one, even the priest, because I think when they first like went out to like the pub or whatever, the Andes had told him that everybody and their mums was packing, and he wasn't lying because they all got the lady with the was the the primary school teacher. She got guns in her little basket, her little bike basket. Um, the bar, mm-hmm. the bar, uh, the couple that run the bar, of course they got guns, but then also the priest has a gun. <laughs> the doctor. Everybody, they pulls out guns from everywhere. Girl, it just don't make, like, no sense. That one dude, though, with the sword. <laughs> Who was that guy with the sword? I think he was my favorite. They just had weapons. Because he looked like the Monopoly man. <laughs> he had that curled up mustache <laughs> and I was like not you bring out your family's medieval sword <laughs> with the family crest on it <laughs> I was like did you miss the memo girl we are this is a good fight um, they also getting into it with the people at the um, at the supermarket including the weird twins that seem to have multiple jobs including garbage man and butchers um, and mm-hmm. and homegirl who was all up under Mr. Skinner. She came at him with a fork or some shit. <laughs> Everybody, wow. Yeah, they were doing the absolute most. And then <laughs> there's like really fun shots here too, like where they do that spinning camera thing around like Danny and Nick or whatever. And then Nick has his little like pithy... Um, like action movie things like, you know, every, every movie they're always like, we got company. And uh, <laughs> I hate when they say we got company. And um, and he's like, playtime's over at one point. And, <laughs> and I think, too, Danny had told him, he was like, "You did you say anything when you when you fought this dude? And he's like, no. He's like, shame. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a shame um, you know you should, he's basically like you gotta have a cool action phrase um, and yeah they basically like fuck up the whole town um, on the way to look for the for Danny's dad and Danny has like a point break moment with his dad where he can't shoot him and he gets away yes Girl with the fucking, <laughs> with the car in the model village. <laughs> I was like, this is so fucking ridiculous. They get into a chase. Yeah. Um, I forget somehow Skinner. I forget if they're chasing Skinner or they're chasing somebody else, like Danny's dad or somebody. But this Danny's is- dad is driving. Yeah. Right. And Skinner's in the car. Feel like it. That might be wrong, but somehow Skinner's at this model village, and bitch, I. And a and also a swan is in the car. The swan comes back. Because um, they swear the swan is being a swan, and swan is in the mind. It's swan business, and it's in the street, and Skinner and Danny's dad like swerve. 
to avoid hitting Swan, Swan and go off the the road, bitch, over the model village. But it was like, what if it was like, it was like something like. <laughs> It was just so over the top, bruh. It just kind of, <laughs> it was like Thelma and Louise. <laughs> it was and it just, looked like it just flew. Girl, just so like, <laughs> I keep thinking about it now and I was like, that is so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but that's the movie that we be making, y'all. <laughs> and then they get into this big old fight in the, in the model village and Simon is beating the shit out of Nick with his old ass. And then, uh, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. This is, I was like, I don't think I could forgive Edgar Wright. Like, when I first saw this, I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Uh, cause I think he had grabbed this kid whose name was a joke earlier. His name is Aaron A. Aronson. Because Nick wanted to mm. question everybody in the village and the Andes were like, we're going to start. <laughs> Should we start with Aaron A. Aronson at the top of the list um, just to fuck with him? But that's actually a real kid. And Simon had kind of yanked this kid like almost to like, you know, as a hostage. And then I don't know what happened, but he tripped and fell and bitch. The a point from a building. Uh, I think he fell in the church. Yeah. goes through his lip through his chin it was through his chin like straight up right underneath like his tongue oh my oh my god (laughs) yeah and he was like oh (laughs) but then it's almost funny because he was like this really hurts (laughs) i'm gonna need some ice i was like you have a you have a very pointy piece of building in your face yeah, it's hard to watch. My my guy, it's bad, bruh. And, like, I mean, kudos to, like, the special effects department. I would not be surprised if, if a certain special effects man was involved with this. I actually need to look. Because I feel like Greg Nicotero is always the person that you call, but I don't know if they call somebody else. Um, Because sometimes I watch stuff and I was like, was Greg Nicotero involved with this shit? That's the guy who did... um. The Walking Dead, for anybody who's not familiar. And, like, literally, I think every other horror movie. He can't do wigs, though. Mm, we, we see. <laughs> we have seen the wiggetry, and it's not yeah. good. Um, I don't think he was in... He, I don't know if he was involved. Surprisingly, I don't see anything about him, but I don't know. I'll keep looking. Um... But, uh, yeah, so, um, it's not good. And then fucking Danny's dad comes back and Nick is like, God damn it. (laughs) Just like fucking leave it alone. Damn it. (laughs) And he goes and, and I guess he grabs the squad car and that's the squad car with the swan in it. And of course the swan does what the swan does, which is be goddamn aggressive. I feel like swans, aren't swan, swans and geese kind of related in their, probably in their terror and their terrorism plots, <laughs> because if you, I know they, I know geese are bullies for sure. Um, I have been chased by geese and it's not fun because <laughs> I am not a fast, I am not a fast runner and yeah, it's not fun. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, his dad ends up going 
uh, crashing head on into a tree. And that's the end of that for then, or at least for now. Um, and so, you know, they're all kind of, you know, doing paperwork later because, of course, Nick told them they got to do paperwork. And um, they're all joking with each other and it's cute and they're all kind of, they've all bonded through shooting their neighbors, <laughs> basically. Um, and uh, I don't, Danny's dad don't quit, bruh. Mm-mm. And I forgot, we didn't mention that his whole motivation is the fact that um, they had been doing the Village of the Year Award preparations. They get Village of the Year like every fucking year. And it's a big deal. And um, Danny's mother like was head of like the women's society and some other shit. Like she's really involved with the town. And then I think like some like travelers, which is like hippie types or whatever, had come in and they like trashed part of the town and it was, like, the night before the judges came, and so there was no time to, like, f- make it beautiful. And they lost out on the Village of the Year award, so his mother went and drove off a cliff, basically. Which is very extra. <laughs> and so his dad has basically made it his life mission that, like, whatever the cost, like, they would basically be the best village ever. And I was like, it's not nearly that goddamn serious. <laughs> and so somehow my man comes back, and grabs Danny, like, he's gonna blow him up or some shit, and I think that he blows up, like, wait, oh, no, it's not him, it's the guy in the, um, surveillance thing. Yeah, he comes out like, him now? Yeah, because I forgot, he, they had arrested, Nick had arrested everybody, <laughs> of course, like, he's been dreaming to do, and, um, my man had been up in the closet, watching it all go down. <laughs> And I think they what he gets shoved in like the evidence locker with that giant sea mine. Yeah, and he they push him back because he's very aggressive with his gun, and they push him back in the closet, and he gets like trapped under the mine, and then the mine goes yes, and activates, and it blows up the police station. Blows up that whole fucking station all their hard work is gone <laughs> uh and uh yeah i think danny has like a near-death experience and nick is like oh my god but it's fine we all right yeah everybody makes it everybody makes it nick decides well, except for that guy yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah i mean sorry sorry neighborhood watch sorry wicker man you damn you didn't make it twice no see he went he, that's because he didn't do what? Mind his own fucking business. Twice. You know what? Like, like almost like 40 years apart. Because <laughs> in the Wicker Man, they was like, sir. If you don't sir, take your ass home. Sir, we do not believe in Jesus here. Cut all that shit out. <laughs> sir. Sir. And he was like, y'all need the Lord. Y'all need the Lord. Y'all. Sir. Yeah. Sir. We don't do that shit here. Yeah. And he had. And look what happened. He got um, fried the fuck up. They put <laughs> put him right up in there. <laughs> they kept telling him the same thing. And he's like, sorry, we don't do that. We don't do that here. Yeah. Listen, it just, it. I mean, <laughs> listen, if somebody tells you that we don't do that shit here, and there's more of them than there are of you, I would just not. I would be like, I guess y'all don't do that shit here. Bye. <laughs> it's like the guy, remember that guy who just like got like 
I don't even know if this is a hoax or whatever, but this was like a news story not too long ago where that guy had gone up to that island full of um um I don't know the where missionary it, who yeah, was he, he was a missionary go to the very secluded land. Yes, and they had that he was not supposed to be in. Yeah, and he got his ass. And I don't even know if that was a hoax, but it's a lesson. And just pray. Like, yes, you're there to investigate, but at the same time, sir. Yeah, because I feel We like- keep telling you <laughs> what we do here, and you keep saying that stuff. We don't do that here. I, girl, I feel like it didn't even matter after a while about the case. It was more that they were heathens. He was like, ooh, y'all need Jesus. Y'all be fucking on the lawn. It's like, we don't, we need what? Excuse me, who? We don't know that person. He's like, why don't you go follow the white rabbit outside? <laughs> and a- watch the girls dance. <laughs> Gave him a task <laughs> to look like a fucking idiot. Girl, but yeah, he got fried twice. Sorry about it, my dude. Wicker Man is such a good one. Honestly, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, damn. It was weird to watch, but we keep coming back to it. Yeah. We keep coming back to it. Uh, and so I think, yeah, so Nick stays. Um, you know, the cops are kind of, there's more harmony in the police service as, you know. Um, he's got paperwork to do. He's got invest. He likes the town. He does not want to go. Because he's like, they basically come there like, you don't need to be here. Like, you're better than this town. He's like, I like it here. So he's found his what home? He found his home. He do a high speed uh one. What is it? Turning on one wheel at one point, <laughs> or two wheels or something. Uh, going through the streets of this tiny town, and yeah, he's got his little boo thing and best friend in one. Mm-hmm. And he's good. He that's where he's supposed to be. That is where he's supposed to be. Minus all these people. I feel like how, you know, I wonder, like, how it was, like, after, like, once they, like, got out of prison. or I mean, I guess they didn't, like, did they go to prison for murder? Uh, yeah, they should have. <laughs> That's, they didn't kill a bunch of folks. Like, a lot of, like, kids. <laughs> um, Traveling people who were minding their business. Mm-hmm. Cops, <laughs> like conspiracies, and you know. So I'm just wondering, like, how how peaceful is the town after that? But it seemed like it was, you know. I think it, it seemed like they were good. So yeah, there's a little happy ending for the two. Um, and I'm sure Nick got to watch all the movies he wanted to. He was just living his best life. Yeah, living his best little cop life. <laughs> so that's the end. Yeah. How do you feel about this movie? Well, this is my like third or fourth time watching it. So, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I mean, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. <laughs> And that's fine. Yeah. We, watch what's, you know, watch what you want to watch. Do what you want to do. Right. Do you, boo. <laughs> um, but one thing that I do like about this movie, I like 
outside of Baby Driver, <laughs> I like the way that Edgar Wright makes films. There, I like the way they're cut. I like the way they're. I like the soundtracks. I, they're just fun to watch. Um, and the comedy is always good. They're funny, um, even if it's British humor. It, you know, British humor and American humor, they're different. Mm -hmm. um, but they're funny films, um, and they're always entertaining to watch. Um, this is propaganda, like it is, um, but it is appealing to me because also it's about it's a cult movie. This movie is about a cult. Yeah, um, we love some cults over here still. Yeah, so it, it has cult vibes. Um, the people in the cult are not right. They're not right in their motivations. No, um, not at all. At all? No. And they're racist. So keep that in mind. <laughs> we didn't mention that, but when you're watching that, just keep that in mind. Or are they racist because the hoodies? The hoodies, also the traveler things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like a thing in England um, and in Ireland, too, I believe. Or like the UK and Ireland is like travelers that are known as the G slur, um, which I don't really know what's going on. I mean, I don't really know how that whole thing kind of started or how that's working out for everybody right now, but... Yeah, that kind of comes up um, because they, in every single piece of media I've ever seen, it's always like the worst thing you could be, which is awful. Mm -hmm. um, but they get their comeuppance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I like this movie and I, I do like this movie. And I'm just... <sighs> In thinking about like Edgar Wright's filmography, it makes sense why I like another Marvel movie because he is responsible for it, and that's Ant Man. Oh. So that makes sense. I was about to ask because I have no idea. <laughs> I got off so, the yeah. train several years ago. But yeah, um, but yeah. At the same time, you do you boo. <laughs> You're still mad about Baby Driver. <laughs> I mean, I forgot I hated that movie so much. But yeah. <laughs> Again, like with watching movies, you watch movies that you want to watch. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like there's no movies about cops that aren't propaganda. I don't think we make movies about cops to criticize cops at all. I can't, I'm sure there's one that exists. And I feel like. I feel like there's a movie about cops that were doing some dirty, shady shit on the side or whatever. Um, but I'm forgetting what it was. Training Day? No, not Training Day. Um, it was like a group. Weren't they like doing robberies or some shit? I can't want to think of the town, but that's I don't think that's what that movie was about. Um, and I feel like I'm only thinking of the town because of John Hamm. I'm only thinking of John Hamm because of Baby Driver. But I don't know. My brain... Like your brain is doing some synapsing, <laughs> and I don't know, don't know what's going on. Uh, but yeah, there's I like train. Okay, so like you mentioned Training Day, like Training Day features like a really crooked cop, um, but there's also like a rookie cop that doesn't buy into his thing. So like it's still kind of painting the cops as like having redeemable qualities or whatever, and it's just like 
bruh. <laughs> so, like, I don't feel like there's any... I don't think there's any media that I have seen where, I've, like, the cops have gotten away with, like, unscathed or something. Even about crooked cops, there's, like, always, like, a, a do-gooder cop that kind of saves the day. So you're just like, oh, cops are not bad. It's just one bad apple, which they love that whole thing. Um, but they sure do go up for the mother bad apple. So <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do with that information, Hollywood. But um, I still think this movie is good. I own this movie on DVD. I have for like several years now. I've watched it countless times. Um, I hadn't watched this in a while though, so it was nice to like revisit. And like Brittany said, with with Edgar Wright's sort of editing style, it's really fast and fun. And he just seems like a a director that doesn't really take himself too seriously, and he's just kind of really having fun with whatever he's doing. Even if I don't like it. <laughs> Listen, we'll never see it for Baby Driver. Mm-mm. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. But, like, uh, his other stuff is good. So, like, you know, we all fall down. But, but we, we get up. We get up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think that, um, yeah, it's just, like, a really fun, like, take on a genre. Um, especially if you like action films um, of any kind. Like... This is just another good kind of version of that, I guess. So I definitely recommend this to people. I, every time I said that I really like this movie, I also had to explain to people that this wasn't a porn because of the title. Oh. Which I was like, every time you talk, like sometimes when you talk to men, you're just like, wow, your brain runs on like two tracks, doesn't it? <laughs> and so I would mention it. I'm like, yeah, this is a movie called Hot Fuzz. And, um, that's really fun. And people will be like, is that a porn? And I'm like, would I recommend a porn to you out loud in public? Or in private? <laughs> like, are we cool like that? Like, what? <laughs> and, um, uh, and I know the title too. I never mentioned the title. This is basically like just two random names. But, you know, people call the police the fuzz, I guess, if you're like a million years old. Um, <laughs> but I think this is... Like I said, this is a fun movie. Um, I just wanted to watch something fun and comedic. And I think it's smart without being, like, too, like, self-assured about itself. It's, like, really goofy in in places, too. But I think it's a really well-done movie, especially for how old it is. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So do you have any, like, I guess, recommendations for other movies that are like this? Or... I Edgar honestly, Wright films. I was going to tell everyone to first. You have to watch Wicker Man, nineteen seventy three. Yeah, that's just. I feel like that's you have to watch that, even with the terrible music. Because some... that music kind of went off after a while. Did, like, did, it was like did it. vibing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you can put that on and vibe for a minute. Put some flowers in your hair. Like take your shirt off for a second. Like get into it. <laughs> Brittany got indoctrinated I mean, to the cult. Yeah, I mean, you could feel it for a second, you know. Yeah, that first couple minutes, I was like, "What did we just do?" <laughs> Mistakes were made. Uh, uh, I I agree with Thermaker Man. I feel like to understand this, you would watch that. Yeah, first. yeah, it does help. Like, I feel like this is a movie that's very referential. In a very, like, smart way where it doesn't feel kind of hokey. 
Um, because I didn't even make the connection until I watched it like yesterday or whatever. So and like and like sure you can watch like because they do make direct references to Bad Boys and Bad Boys Two and like Point Break and all that stuff. But I feel like this film is like a com like a comedy version of The Wicker Man. Yeah, if The Wicker Man hadn't been like a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if things didn't go left, 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 yeah. left immediately left. as soon as he got and the boat. into a wicker man, <laughs> <laughs> hard left in the wicker man. That was so. I mean, it's almost embarrassing when you look back at it. You're like, damn, bruh, they told you to just mind your fucking business. <laughs> it's like literally all you had to do was this, but you kept playing. Mm-hmm. You kept playing around. You fucked around and you, and you found out. What they was, you fell for what they did. Like you did. Like you did this. Yeah. He looked very stupid at the end of that movie. <laughs> and of course, we've talked about this movie. It's a very old episode of ours. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like our third or fourth episode. So like <laughs> we talked about this, but yeah, it really did help watching this. Um after having watched that movie and of course i wouldn't say the the wicker man is for everybody but it just kind of puts it into context so just a little bit more Uh, yeah yeah so um next episode is going to be point break with our boo the incomparable the lovely the sweet keanu reeves yeah just a fantastic I feel like very underrated actor. Um, again, is he I feel like he is because like this is really not now. Oh no, now everybody's like salivating. But I feel like before, like when you would put Keanu Reeves in action movie, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I watched Speed and Speed Two the other week. See, I be I be doing it, y'all. Speed, like, speed this two is electric. my shit. Speed Two Electric Boogaloo. I love action. Have I seen Speed? I know the premise of speed, but I'm, I'm, they got to get that bus to go 55 miles per hour. If it slows down, everybody blowing up. Yeah, buses should not go that fast. I mean, they really, every time I was in the They bus, make a bus jump over a gap in the freeway, bro. <laughs> Isn't it like in LA or something too? Mm-hmm. The place of the worst think- highways on earth. <laughs> yeah, this I think speed was like his big, like, action, even though it's not really there's action, but it's not like I don't know. It's mostly about the bus, <laughs> but I feel like in Point Break, it's a bit more. It's like a different take on on your kind of cop who's like very into the job or whatever. But like he he feels like he has problems, which I feel like a lot of cops in movies. Prior to that, like, you wouldn't assume that they had problems or, um, like, things plaguing them or whatever. Like, he plays it a different way. Like, he's not super macho. Like, Keanu Reeves in general is not just a macho person. Um, And I don't feel like his characters are usually like that, even when they're, like, trash. (laughs) But, um, because he's playing some trash. But uh, I think, like, Point Break is a good... um, a good take on like that kind of character, which I've only seen this movie once, so maybe I'll change my mind. But you yeah, got surfing, you got fine ass calories, mm-hmm. you got Patrick Swayze, if that's also your jam. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty good, interesting. I I think I liked it last. I can't remember when I watched it, but I I remember being like, I feel like I was mostly enamored with Keanu, but now Keanu's kind of like your go to action star, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> Because he's not, like, a Stallone, and he's not, like, a, I don't know, like, a Schwarzenegger or anything like that. So, like, he's a very different type of action star. But he, I mean, I feel like most of the movies I've seen with Keanu Reeves, he's been shooting at someone, fighting someone, or both. Mm-hmm. So, even more so now, and I don't even like John Wick. <laughs> I love him. I watched all three of them and I was like, I wish I liked these more, but I'm very bored. And I shouldn't be bored because he's really fucking killing people. <laughs> but, And I love Keanu Reeves, but I'm very bored right now. So maybe something's just not wired right up here in my brain. But I love that. I love that everybody else loves Keanu Reeves now, as you should, because he's just great. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think, uh, again, plugging someone that we read her articles and stuff, um, I think Angelica Jade Bastian wrote a really good, like, op-ed about Keanu Reeves and how he's kind of like a different kind of star, like action star, and kind of just how he approaches roles. Because people, a lot of times people will be like, he's the worst actor. (laughs) People really use the shit on his acting for several projects. Um... But he just kind of plays things a different, a little differently. That was a good uh, article too. We're just gonna keep mentioning her until she notices us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're really fans of her work. I've, we are. We read a lot of her stuff. But um, yeah. So that should be really cool. Uh, Point Break, I believe, is on HBO Max, like everything else on Earth. Mm-hmm. So y'all should definitely watch that with us. Let us know. If y'all like it, it's also um, directed by Catherine Bigelow, um, which I've still been trying to find near dark for like three years now. <laughs> Ooh, near dark. Go. Oh, near dark is so good. I can't find it and I'm really pissed off about it. But um, yeah, you're all shit. I forgot Gary Busey was <laughs> in this movie. Mm. Ah, man. This is about to be fun. This is wait. Was this pre-accident or post-accident? Mm-hmm. But you know, you know how I feel about Gary Busey and Jake Busey, bruh. Especially Jake Busey. I hear especially you Jake Busey mentioned Jake Busey at least once in a blue moon. More than most people. This is actually post-accident, <laughs> so this is gonna be yeah. I don't remember his character in this movie. I forgot. I feel like he's a cop or something. He's a federal agent. Um. So this should be quite interesting. Everybody else I do not recognize except for Anthony Kiedis for some reason is in this movie. And Lori Petty. Yes. And Lori Petty. So, um, yeah, it's chat. It should be a fun time. Um, you should definitely watch this with us. I can't wait to just at least salivate over whatever Keanu is doing. So I'm sorry if you, um, subscribe to this for some other reason. Sorry. I mean, this is why you're here, guys, and we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for <laughs> putting up with us. <laughs> As we talk about beans on toast for like 15 minutes straight. 
Yeah, I mean, this, that's content yeah. that you crave. <laughs> like, I crave that fucking beans on that fucking toast. She's going to get it one day. Actually, both one day. Both these movies are on HBO Max, so if you've never seen Hot Fuzz, it's on there. I know you all have HBO Max because your mom and, mama and them got it, or your cousin and them. Somebody got the password. Just ask for that very haunting password that somebody created, and then log in. <laughs> Right. Um, so, yeah. So, if you guys want to find us, we're, like, literally all over the internet. Um, we're on Twitter at B- BLK Girl Film Club. Um, we're on um, Instagram at Black Girl Film Club. You can listen to this on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, and probably a host of other places that I don't even know yet. Um, every other week I found out that our podcast is listed somewhere, and I'm like, okay. Um and I think uh, if you want to email us, give us comments, questions, concerns, please don't sign us up for no bullshit. Um, <laughs> please email us. We don't want diaper coupons. God bro. damn, whoever did that. <laughs> 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 Fuck, we still get emails. Um, <laughs> uh, please email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. Um, and we will definitely listen, or sorry, we'll definitely read your email on the show unless you don't want us to. That's fine, but you know. We like reading them, so. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so cool. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Yeah. So don't fall on a church spire in your neighborhood model village. Mm-hmm. Keep those chins intact. Mind your business when your business is meant to be minded. Mm-hmm. And have a good time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. <laughs>